Hello and welcome to Inspire Me Today Radio. I'm your host, Gail Lynn Goodwin. As you probably know by now, I love to interview people and share their inspiration with you. But what gets me really excited is when I can interview a luminary like the guy I'm going to be talking to today. He's one because he is normally on the other side of the microphone. He's normally the one interviewing the great lights of the world and hosting the interview. He's interviewed many household names on a CBS radio show, People of Distinction. He's the founder of the People of Distinction Humanitarian Awards, Recognizing Unsung Heroes. I had the pleasure of being interviewed on his show a few weeks ago, and from our time together, I know that you are just going to love what this man has to share with you. His name is Al Cole, and I am so honored that he's here today to share his inspiration with us. Al, thank you for joining us today at InspireMeTodayRadio.com. Hey, Gail, this is really a pleasure. I, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to be here, and it's uh, returning the favor here. You were a wonderful guest on my show, People of Distinction, and I have to do this. Uh, you have a beautiful audience. I love the things that you're doing, so we can talk, and uh, we will edify and entertain. Well, thank you for that. I want to start at the very beginning. I want to tell our, I would love for you to share with our listeners, Al, how did you get to be the person that you are today? doing Uh, what you do in the world. Give us the Reader's Digest condensed version, if you will. I'll tell you, it's very easy to start out. My parents, uh, I have two marvelous parents, and they're first-generation born in this country of a Cape Verdean ancestry. A lot of people around the country don't know anything about Cape Verdeans. The Cape Verde Islands are a group of islands off of the west coast of Africa, populated by Africans, of course, and colonized by the Portuguese a few hundred years ago. So it's a mixed race, kind of like, uh, you know, Puerto Rican, but on the Portuguese side, or Portuguese-Puerto Rican. And when my uh, grandparents got here, uh, first generation, it was sometime in maybe the uh, mid-19th century, and then my parents were born, and uh, they knew each other kind of like right from birth. Their parents were best friends and everything. They grew up together. They were childhood sweethearts, and uh, they knew about love. And when once they planned to get married, planned to have children, those children were raised with love. And so everything that I do involves love to some extent, relationships and romance. Very romantic father. Lucky and, for you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm blessed, I'll tell you. Absolutely, to have role models like that to teach you. And from mm. that, growing up in that kind of an environment, what made you... Take the path that you took specifically. Like a lot of people that I interview, Al, somebody will say, oh, I was a plumber for 10 years and I hated it. And then one day, and I'm wondering, do you have one of those kind of stories? Or have you always been doing what you do now? Always. Always. And I underscored that. Lucky uh, you. Never, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you. There was, it's in the DNA. Not only do the parents uh, have great guidance on the outside, But that DNA has guided me on the inside as well, right from the get-go. I mean, even before I went to school, I could have been three years old, and I was telling my parents, I want to write books. I want to create things. I want to be a musician or singer, songwriter. Uh, So they got me a piano right, right away. They took it seriously. That is so important for a parent to take their children seriously, even when those children are just, uh, you know, maybe a cut or two above infancy, because they're little human beings. They know what they love. See, that's the thing. That's right. My parents understood love enough to formulate my directions in terms of love energy, and I started playing the piano. I started writing songs, 
And I started to go out there and gig at young ages, and uh, that led me to get a manager who put a band together for me. I was a front man, and we were doing a lot of my own material, and I was traveling the world. And I met, uh, you know, I found out how the other three quarters of this uh, planet really operates. So many beautiful people around the world that I've met, and that formulated my desire to then talk about it in speaking. Whenever Mm -hmm. I spoke to anybody professionally or maybe just off the cuff, I would talk about other people and their achievements, not always just my achievements, because I learned from other people. But other people people also learned from you. And And what they learned from me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you know. And popular. And you've, you're a great success, and I'm, I mean, I'm really honored, Al, to have you here on the show. But i got to ask you this. People are going to listen to this and say, oh, this guy's got it easy. I mean, he's never experienced challenges. He was born in this loving family. He had everything given to him. He wanted a band. He got a band. You know, he got whatever he wanted. He can never mm-hmm. understand the challenges that I'm dealing with. And yeah. I'm guessing that you also have had challenges and have had adversity in your life. So talk to me a little bit about how do you overcome adversity when it pops up now, and how did you overcome it in the past? Yeah, absolutely, and that's a great uh, place to be right now with adversity. Uh, thank you for you know opening the door that way. Uh, first and foremost, I am an African-American man. So any, anybody that's brought up as a person of color in our society is going to experience some sorts of adversity. One of the best ways to deal with adversity is to put yourself in the other person's moccasin. Even if that person is shooting his or her mouth off in a way that they should not be doing that, if you take the time, and it doesn't have to be at that time that they're putting you down, but if you take the time in your alone time, when you're just alone with yourself, communing with your own beautiful thoughts, If you take the time to mull over some of the things that they said, even if they're not on target, you can create their consciousness within your consciousness. You can really do that. You can have a dialogue with these people, and you can understand some of the reasons why they're talking the way that they are, why they're trying to put adversity on you. When you do that, as you know, Gail, you develop a, a synergy. You develop empathy. You develop a certain quality within you. That is a human quality. It relates to our being one here on this planet. Absolutely. Everything revolves around the same human spirit within everybody. And sometimes some of the people who are causing adversity are the ones who are the most insecure. They want to put somebody else down in order to raise themselves up. Exactly. It doesn't work. It's interesting, Al. We can deal with this stuff with forgiveness. That is the key word. We started talking in this interview by starting talking about love. And you just mm-hmm. brought it right back when you talk about walking in that other man's moccasins. That's love. Yeah. That is absolutely unquestionably it. love. Now, your quote that you gave to inspire me today was, love is the unquestionable key to human genius. Talk to us. Go deeper on that for me because you nailed it with that. Yeah, because we see when we're talking about human genius, uh, one of the things that I think we have to really understand is that that human genius is endemic at birth with every human being on this planet. Why? Because it comes from that genius source that got us here in the first place. Exactly. That mastermind that, you know, sometimes we call God, sometimes we call the overmind, sometimes we call the all and powerful, whatever source we're talking about. And everybody has a feeling about that source. Whatever source that is, 
that is the genius that we tap into. It is not necessarily just the genius of going to Harvard University or the genius of having a business that is thriving and knowing how to mastermind. Uh-uh. We're talking a little bit more than that. We're talking about something that we tap into in our consciousness. Now, that is really the key here, consciousness. When we understand that we were born for a reason, and that reason is just to love life just because you are born, that's the biggest compliment that we can give to that higher power genius that got us here. I was born to love life. I am honored. That that makes it so much easier than people walking around, banging their heads on a wall going, I just need to know what's my purpose in life. And if you think, okay, my purpose is to love life and enjoy what I'm doing and love others, that kind of, it's kind of one of those, oh, why didn't they tell me it was that easy? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, I know what you mean. Because it seems and so everybody simple. everybody listening knows. Yeah, everybody listening knows exactly what that means because we've all been there, we've all done that, we've all been shoved out of that space from time to time in our lives. One thing, people, and I'm talking to the audience right now, one thing that we all have to understand is that essentially, now, we're not talking about everyday life here. We're not talking about the scuffle. We're not talking about the hustle and bustle. We're talking about some of the real essentials. You don't have to do anything in your life in order to be successful, in order to be a genius, and in order to be somebody that you look in the mirror and you say, I like that person. It's already in you. The success story is already implanted there. Okay, I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump in here, Al, because I can hear people shaking their heads, going, "Yeah, but he doesn't know me." Of course, I have to do things. I have to get up. I have to make this book a success. I have to yada 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 yada. They have a litany of reasons. We all have that that little voice in the back of our head that says we're not enough the way we are. That we have to go, you know, sell the most houses, make the most money, whatever it is that whatever business we're in. So where does that come from, and how do, we, how do we balance those two feelings? Yeah, let me continue. What I was about to say is you don't have to do anything except do this. Of course you've got to do something. And the something that you have to do is you have to have that relationship with you. The people that you're talking about, the ones that you're describing, who really are all of us, who are living life on the outside and saying, I gotta do this, I gotta take care of the kids, I gotta do this, I gotta go to work, I gotta do this, I gotta serve, you know, dinner to my husband. Sure. The husband is saying, I gotta do this, it's my bowling night. I, all of that stuff, honey, is on the outside. This is something we have to remember. As great as life can get on the outside, even two lovers who say, Whoa, we're in love and we know we are and we feel so good in each other's company can get into that depressed mode if they don't take care of that other relationship, if they don't get home enough to take care of the relationship on the inside. They have to learn and understand this, underscore this, and make this a big statement for your life. Become your own lover, people. Do you know what I mean? And now you can ask me, Gail, what that means. (laughs) No, my next question was, okay, you're leading into your book. Talk to me about this. All right. When I talk about becoming your own lover, I have it in my book, The Spirit of Romance. And uh, that will soon be available on Amazon. What's available right now is Romance for Women. Uh, That has been available on Amazon now for a couple of years or so. And uh, it's mostly poetry to women. 
it's getting women primarily, not only just uh, women, but the guys too, to get to love themselves in a way that is not ego-based, in a way that they're loving our human family thereby. You take your alone time. Let me, let me give you an example here. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Because I'm going to go through a certain exercise that will Please. tell you what I'm talking about in right. terms of loving oneself, developing that relationship with oneself. Take your right hand, and you look at your right hand, and you approach your right hand to your heart. The heart is the biggest electromagnetic area in the body. It represents something of the spirit. The hand, well, that's straight out physicality. So you direct your right hand to your heart, but before you touch your heart with your right hand, guess what? Do the unimaginable, the unthinkable. Something that you might not have ever done in your life before, however you might have, but you don't do it enough. Kiss your hand. When you kiss your hand, whoa, you're developing a certain relationship right there between the physical and the electromagnetic. You are adding energy to your hand. You're saying, thank you, hand, for serving me. Thank you, hand, for being there in my life. And that's your hand. You are thanking yourself. You're honoring yourself for being born. But it doesn't end there. It just begins there. Now that you've honored your hand, you touch your hand to your heart. When you do that, that honored hand is going to release energy to that energy magnet that's already in you, the heart. And that will surge through the inside. I tell you, you do this, you start honoring your body as well as your mentality. You are now, you can have the capability of seeing your body on the inside. You can actually start to become part of your blood flow. You can actually become the pumping of your heart. You can become the air that you breathe. You can look at life on the inside physically, and you don't need a doctor to tell you. And once you start doing this, you might even honor that white blood corpuscle within you that saved your life last night and is doing 24-7 tireless duty that you don't even know about. But now you do, and you're saying, thank you for keeping me alive, white blood corpuscle, which is me. Of course. You are honoring yourself now on the inside. Once you start doing that, you go back to the outside, refreshed. You're seeing that everybody has a human body. Everybody has blood flow. Everybody's got that hand. If they're lucky enough, there are certain people, amputees, that don't have it. And now you develop that real sympathy for life, that empathy, where you relate to other people. You are me. I am you. We have something big time in common here. Our human body is not just the cleavage on the outside. It's not just how you're hung. It's not just looking in the mirror and saying, whoa, I love the way you look. No. It's looking on the inside and saying, there are endowments within us that are so beautiful, so gracious, that have to be uplifted so much, and it incorporates everybody, that now I am a true lover of our human family. That is the relationship that we can all have with ourselves when we become our own lover, when we have that courage to take that alone time, develop our relationship with ourselves and even that internal body, going back on the outside and refreshing, uplifting even more our outside relationships. Get yes, it? I do. <laughs> I got to tell you, Al, when I was following your instructions and I kissed my hand and put it on my heart, I had the most huge smile on my face. Yeah. It's like, wow, that felt good. And it was so simple. It works. 
Well, it tell works. me, do you have steps or practices, rituals like this that you personally do each and every day as part of your regular routine that keep you on track? Yes. Are you willing to share? Are you willing to share any of the other ones with us? Yes, I will. Excellent. Thank Uh, you. Another thing that I do is I take time every single day to let my, you know, I could be walking down the street, driving a car. Uh, I could be walking through the country, uh, wherever I am. I take time to let my mind just wander, to think about people that I haven't seen for maybe years, maybe somebody I haven't even seen since childhood, or maybe somebody I just met briefly at an airport and had a wonderful conversation with. I think of all of these people, and individually, I will just say, and I'll put it this way, and then I'll explain, beauty, bless you. Beauty is my special word for God. And I'll just say, beauty, bless you, beauty, bless you, beauty, bless you. Now, these people who I haven't seen, who maybe aren't even thinking of me, or maybe forget who I am, they're still part of our human family. And that human energy, which is the greatest energy of all, it outskirts everything else as far as energy, mm-hmm. that human energy might get to them. And maybe they needed it at that time. And maybe it'll come back to me and it'll bless me too. So it now becomes what goes around comes around. Another thing that I do, I have a chapel in my home. I have a cha- My father, when I was just a little kid, said to me, Albert, I built a chapel within you that one day you will understand and will live in. And I kind of even understood it back then when I was just a little kid and he said that. I have built a chapel in my home. It's nothing elaborate. It's uh, just a lot of the articles around me that I love, uh, pictures of loved ones, and everything is very nicely arranged with the furniture. Mm-hmm. And it's very calming, and I have red and, 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 and blue lights <laughs> all around, and some green ones as well. And I go in there periodically, but especially, you know, every night before I go to sleep, mm-hmm. and I'll say a few prayers, or, or just uh, I'll, I'll just love the comfort of being there. And that's a chapel that I can carry around with me for extra solace throughout the day. I, ca- I carry that chapel within my own consciousness uh, whenever I need it. These what a great idea. All, yeah. These things are all very, very integral to me, but also to every human being on earth once they have a chance to open up to these things. It's true, Gary. You're inspiring me. <laughs> <laughs> you inspire so many people, Al. It makes me want to ask you, who or what inspires you? Oh, boy. You know, when I was just a little kid, uh, and I'm t- uh, this is true, even before I went to school, I said, uh, I I heard something about spiritual enlightenment, and I said, wow, that's where I want to be. That's just awesome that you even knew about it. Uh, Say it again. I said, that's awesome that you even knew about it at that young of an age to say, I want to be someone who's spiritually enlightened. That's awesome. Yeah, that's my biggest goal spiritually enlightened, and we're always working on that. There's not a time where one says to oneself or the universe says to oneself, all right, you're enlightened, get out of here. You're there. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's called death. (laughs) But anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it's an ongoing thing uh, because we're always working on the the God fixture within us, and that God fixture is, of course, the ultimate 
And so we're always working on getting there. And our work always involves other human beings in that. As long as there's one human being any place that is not spiritually enlightened, none of us are. Get back to that, you know, that lost sheep. Uh, we need to really look out for the other guy, for the other woman, as well as for ourselves when we're talking about something as grandiose and as real as spiritual enlightenment. So that has always been my primary goal. And the way that I've accomplished uh, that as a, as a walk, as a life path, has been primarily through the things that I create and the relationships that I have. Uh, as I said, I'm, you know, I'm a songwriter, a singer, and uh, th- that means a lot to me, my creations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also a broadcaster. People know me even primarily as a radio talk show host. I create these things. That's another thing. And I also create uh, books and, and the ideas in these books. And a lot of the creations, of course, they are pre-created and they run through me. Uh, they're inspired uh, through me, but they're actually created by that source energy that comes through me. Uh, they're gifts to our human family. Uh, these are the ways. And then through my relationships with human beings, I've learned so much from women. Uh, women have a beautiful source energy running through them that is less filtered than the source energy running through guys, usually. And, but I've, had many, I've been blessed to have many guy friends. Uh, my relationships mean a lot to me, my mm-hmm. personal human relationships with uh, you know, our special friends and lovers. Uh, these things all matter, and, uh, and I, I, I love having muses, <laughs> people who counsel me uh, people, through energy and through their love of me, uh, who keep me on the right track, because no man is an island, no woman either, and so we always need other people to keep us on the right track. Yes, uh, we do. So I look very heavily for that. These are the things that, uh, that float my boat. Well, that's a good, a good way to put it. Well, speaking yeah. of people, speaking specifically of people who inspire you, talk to us a little bit. Tell our listeners what the People of Distinction Awards are all about. Oh, yeah, boy. I'm kind of getting excited with this one. Well, how can uh, you not? Yeah, I'll tell you. Straightforward, just you know, kind of like uh, in a sentence or two, the People of Distinction Humanitarian Awards is an award ceremony that we have every year in New York City that uh, that features humanitarian unsung heroes, features and honors humanitarian unsung heroes. Now, that's the straight and narrow of it. The way it actually developed was uh, last year, uh, New Year's Day, actually, because of all of the great guests that I've had on my show, People of Distinction, uh, I was thinking, boy, is there a way to honor these people who come on my show? They talk about their professional involvements, in terms of how those achievements help to elevate our human family. Can I honor some of these people? And it, was, it came to me as an epiphany. Yeah, you can honor them. You can honor them in an award ceremony uh, that, you'll go, that you're going to have in the fall called the People of Distinction Humanitarian Award. <laughs> I took a double take and I said, whoa there. Cool. Okay, I like the idea. Now, how do I achieve it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not an events planner, so I had no way to know exactly how to go about this, but it was easy. Because through my show, People of Distinction, I had so many people who said, I'm with you, Al. Let's work through this together. I built a committee of 50 people at the time who made uh, the People of Distinction Humanitarian Awards work. And that 
50 has now become maybe about 200. 200 people on our emailing list. Uh, just, I'm just talking about the committee members, uh, the technical committee members of the people of Distinction Humanitarian Awards, not my entire email list. Of course. And these people actually contribute ideas. They contribute human energy, and many of them actually sit on the conference call. So what I'm hearing meetings that we have. So what I'm hearing from you is you had an idea, you let go of the how, you focused mm-hmm. on the what and the why, and you tapped into your community to ask others for help in fulfilling that dream to make to bring it to reality. Exactly. You got and it. That's yeah. something. I mean that to me is the takeaway for those that are listening. Everyone has some sort of burning dream, some sort of desire of something that they'd like to do, change, be, accomplish, experience in their life. And yet so many times we think, oh, that's selfish for me to follow that dream. I should instead go do this instead. It's safer. It's more whatever. There comes a point, though, Al, that I think you definitely stood up and said, okay, I'm willing to follow this. And kudos to you for doing that. And I think more than anything, what it does is it inspires me and hopefully inspires those that are listening to say, okay, if I did that, I mean, if he can do that, I can do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And people can do that. I mean, you know, my example here, and I'll make it an example for everybody, uh, I have a full-time job. My full-time job is, you know, being the host of the People of Distinction radio show syndicated and particularly online by the biggest online uh, networks, the iTunes radio network and also the Live 365 radio mm-hmm. network and its sister stations and a whole bunch of other of the big digital media networks these days. Uh, that's part of my full-time job. And then also I have clients that air their shows on my network. And uh, Dee Wallace is one of them, the actress who starred in E.T., The Extraterrestrial. Uh, she airs her shows on my network and a whole bunch of other people, so I have to always oversee that and always get new blood into that. And then I do consulting work for radio stations as well as just independently people who come to me. So you're a busy guy. Yeah, you're a busy guy. And that, that's what... Point, but I was making a point here. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. <laughs> the, the point to all of that is uh, last year, at the beginning of the year, I, when I said, okay, I want to put an event together, I said to myself, wait a minute, you already got a full-time job with everything that I just mentioned that's on my plate. How am I going to do this? What time do I have? And, you know, if I have to take time from the things that I'm earning money at, how am I going to live? Guess what? I started getting offers from people all around the nation uh, to people who wanted me to do advertising for them. They came to me, and I started to do advertising for them, and it ran on my networks. I didn't have to solicit that stuff. I had people coming to me and saying, I love what you do, Al. I have a radio talk show. I'd love to air it on your People of Distinction radio network. I started making money that way. So things started... I didn't have to spend the time. I spent the time, actually, on the People of Distinction Humanitarian Awards throughout that year and making money on the side that was more than I made the year before that. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) I love it. I love it. When you follow the passion of what you're here to do things line up in ways that you never could predict and and more importantly that you could never plan and and that's why it's like i am so passionate about if you have a dream follow it take a baby step if you're not strong enough to jump the whole way off the ledge take one baby step do one action today that gets you closer to where it is you want to be 
and watch the floodgates open. I mean, it's, do you not agree, Al, that when you take one of those steps, some door opens that you could never have opened had you not taken that step? Absolutely. It happens all the time. I and, love it. Uh, when we're receptive, we can, we can know that it's happening. And women tend to be a little bit more receptive than the guys. <laughs> and so these days, women are forming businesses at higher rates than guys are. They have higher success rates in businesses. And, uh, and, and there, there's most businesses that have at least one woman on that board are going to be doing better than businesses that don't. Women are the receptive forces. They are keen. They know about human energy, and they're very, very aware of the energy that is working through them. So uh, when it really comes down to it, uh, the things that I do geared to everybody in our human family, but particularly the women. Excellent. Excellent. I love hearing that because so many times, I mean, maybe we'll have a day sometime that we'll have government grants for men or male-owned businesses. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to kind of counterbalance where we are right now. You, well, you never know. Well, Al, I am so grateful for the insights that you've shared with our listeners today. Every time I talk to you, I get inspired. Let me ask you this. I've had the pleasure of already reading your Today's Brilliance, and maybe some of the folks that are listening to this have already read it too. But I want you to take a step back, summarize for us your greatest wisdom. What have you learned right now that you are, that you want to pass on to others right here, right now? Oh, yeah. I mean, Isn't that so much, fun? I'm going to encapsulate it in, uh, in a minute or two here. You go uh, for it. I'm uh, going to take a deep uh, breath, smile, and listen. You know what? There's a passage in my book. I can describe it this way. Uh, there's a passage in my book that is a twist on a lot of other passages in a lot of other books. Now, we all want to succeed, people. And there are a lot of books that say, you know, be the very best that you can be. And uh, that's a message that I've told to, and I have lived out myself. Uh, if I were just to write that same message in my book, well, I would be doing it the same way that thousands and thousands of other people are doing it. Mm -hmm. In my book, the message is be the very best person that the other person can be. Getting back to one of my first statements uh, in this show, put yourself in somebody else's moccasins. Live out with empathy part of their consciousness. That is your birthright as a human being, and actually that is your passageway to what I called earlier spiritual enlightenment. When we start to think about the excellence in our lives being created by the excellence in other people's lives, whoa, now we're on track with something. We have to start to give equal time to that. It's equal time as we give to raise excellence in somebody else uh, so that you can, you know, be, have a better profitability margin to your business. Uh, help other people so that you can become richer. Nothing wrong with this stuff, but people understand something. We are living on this planet for a limited amount of time in this life. But there are always lives coming together after this life. During this life, Treat another person, not just the way that you want to be treated. Treat another person the way that you want your children to be treated. Treat another person the way that you want that love, that special loved one in your life to be treated. You know, get outside of your own skin for a while and think about, well, I have a son or a daughter. I want the best for him or her. How can I get the best for him or her? Maybe by raising the excellence in somebody else 
who you now conceive as your son or daughter. We have a way, people. We're interconnected forces. We can actually conceive of the child in somebody else, another human being that we have no relationship to by blood. We can make that person our special child. We have, we have a duty to be the parents of humanity and look at every single human being on this planet as not just our brothers and sisters, but our children, our daughters and sons, and do the best edification job that we can on our daughters and sons in the same way that we do it in our personal lives. And also, we have an obligation to be the children of humanity, to look at other people and say, whoa, I can learn from you. You can be my father. You can be my mother. And you can teach me the lessons that I need to learn and raise excellence within me because I've already seen the beauty and the excellence within you. I trust you as being a member of our human family that you have every capability through love of doing that. Now, that's my message. And if we take hold of that, and I want us to do that, and I do my best with the people of Dissension Humanitarian Awards every year to get that message out. Whoa, we are truly going to be a human family coming into our future. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. And, you know, Al, what spoke to me the most about that is as you were describing it, I mean, I felt, I don't know how to put it other than warm and fuzzy. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of, that's love. That's that kind of feeling. But when you talked about treat someone else how you'd like to be treated and you took it one step further and said how you would like for your children to be treated because sometimes we don't treat ourselves very well at all exactly and so when you put it in that context or that you would want your beloved to be treated wow that made me step back close my eyes and look at individual circumstances in my personal life right now of where can i use this that's great mm-hmm. wisdom, great information. So thank you for being my father in that moment. How's that? <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> no, it's it's good stuff. With everything, though, Al, that you've already got going with your uh, spirit of romance, the Romance for Women, the People of Distinction Humanitarian Awards, the People of Distinction Radio Show, with everything, what's next? My question for you specifically is if you had just one more thing that you could accomplish your experience in your lifetime, what would it be? You know, it would be marriage. Uh, I'm not married. Yet. And I come out of a, a family tradition, beginning with my parents, of great marriages. Uh, I have three sisters who are married to three great guys. They have wonderful children. Uh, I'm not married because I've, lived a certain sort of path, gone down a path that uh, maybe I had to go down alone, you know, when it comes down to actually not having a marital partner, I might have had to go down it alone that way, and uh, traveling around, being a musician, doing some of the things that I have done might not have even been fair to not have the time to, uh, to spend with my marital partner. But that has always been something that I consider to be supreme. A beautiful marriage in our world is godliness. It's the living out of God through two human beings that become, hopefully, the thing of the single flesh. So you ask me what I I would like even after this, that's it. A beautiful marriage. Excellent. Well, I will challenge you. My family also has that longevity of marriage. My parents made it almost 60 years. My mom passed away a month before. But um, 
interestingly enough, my great grandparents, I can still remember them vividly. They lived in them. I was in my teens when they were both still alive and they made it one week shy of 75 years together. And that to me is, I mean, I can remember being so impressed because they got a, a, an anniversary card from the president and it was like, really? I didn't know they did that, but that was very cool back then. (laughs) Wow. But that longevity, I understand what you mean, and uh, I wish you 75 years of bliss. How's that? (laughs) You know, and we can do that. All we have to do is visualize our living that long, and we can help that uh, that cause out. You know, I really believe the human body was meant for a thousand years here on this planet, and uh, we can visualize that uh, eventuality as being a reality. So, ah, thank you. Excellent. This is great fun. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us or add in closing? Anything else that you want to share with our listeners about what you're doing or how they can get involved with any of the multiple projects you have going? Yeah, they sure are. I'll start out with uh, my book, um, which is out there right now, The Spirit of Romance, which you can grab off of Amazon. Uh, not, not, I'm sorry, not The Spirit of Romance, uh, Romance for Women. Uh, right now that you can grab it on Amazon. All you have to do is do a, a book search on, it's actually under Al Cole, Romance for Women. Again, that's A-L-C-O-L-E, Romance for Women. You can grab that. Uh, the big thing on my plate uh, is the People of Distinction Humanitarian Awards. We are uh, looking for Unsung Hero nominations. We're also looking for Sung Hero Celebrity Presenter nominations, people who are nationally known who will present awards to our unsung heroes and also speak about the unsung hero within them. Get that. They'll speak about things that the public doesn't usually know about them that are exemplary, that are humanitarian in scope. So we want these nominations to come through. If you have anybody that you would like to nominate, uh, please do at our email address, alcole2817 at gmail.com. Again, that's A-L-C-O-L-E 2817 at gmail.com, and uh, we'll look that over. And uh, who knows, they might become our next unsung hero, our next... uh, sun hero for our event so that is primary right now and and just to make this easier for our listeners you guys already know this but al just so you know also you can also include these in the comment section on his today's brilliance which i will see and you can also come back to inspire me today because many of our our listeners listen to this while they're at the gym or out hiking or doing whatever else commuting to work taking the bus whatever Come back to inspiremetoday.com, click on the Browse Luminary tab, put in Al Cole's name and all the contact information, all the websites, the link to his book, all the things he's giving you will already be there for you on that page. So it makes it a lot easier that you don't have to stop and write anything down. All you have to remember is Al Cole, which is pretty easy to remember. Al, you've got a, yeah, your, your alcoholic thing that you told me is how I, your name sticks in my head all the time. Yeah, you know, oh boy, I, that that's been one of the big honors in my life. Uh, I didn't invent it. Uh, the the phrase alcoholic when uh, it went early at CBS Radio, uh, where I come from. <laughs> it's so catchy. Uh, there, yeah, there was a lady who called my show and said, "I love what you do, Al. I'm an alcoholic." And of course, I thought she said alcoholic. 
And I'm saying, oh, honey, I'm so sorry. Can I help you in some way? And she said, no, 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 Al, you don't get it. I love what you do. I'm a follower of what you do. I am an alcoholic. And I said, whoa, that. I had to promote it. And all of a sudden, it got around everything. Well, they, Everybody was calling themselves alcoholic. The reason and, I oh, had... And, and that, that's good. Let me just mention something else here. Please. Uh, because I mention it all the time on my show, that email address that I gave you, alcohol 2817 at com, is our main uh, business address. But the one that I actually promote, and I'm amazed that I didn't say that one, is alcoholic at gmail.com. Perfect. Uh, that's what I'm really known for. It's A-L-C-O-L-E-H-O-L-I-C at gmail. That's why I had to share at least the verbiage for alcoholic because they will, everyone will remember that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Quirky, and funny, but hey, it sticks. What can I say? Oh, it works it, out well. It big time. Well, again, and, Al, uh, thank I'm, you. I'm for so Thank you. We're blessed to have you with us today, to have you as a part of our Inspire Me Today community. And anything we can do to help promote the spirit of romance when it comes out, you just let us know, and we'll make sure we get it out to our audience as well. Because I'm sure there are many people in our community that will love it. And we'll have to, uh, you and I will have to talk about love in 21 days, because maybe that's a process that can help you find that person, that special someone for you, in three weeks like I did my husband. So it's it's helped, it's helped thousands of people. We were the, just the number one course on Daily Ohm, and it's been quite fun to see that lovein21days.com, the course, have people follow the same process. And it's simple, it's easy, it's a few minutes a day, and wow, couldn't be happier. So what can I say? It works. I'm a living testimonial of it. Oh, bless you. And I agree. Love is, love is pretty wonderful. So I look forward to celebrating with you at your upcoming nuptials. <laughs> Talk uh, about visualizing. Front and center. Let's visualize some good stuff. Why not? Absolutely. Well, you certainly deserve all, that, all the good things that life has to offer, Al. So thank you again oh. for all that you give to so many. Know that it is appreciated from all of us. And thank you specifically for joining us here today at InspireMeToday.com. We greatly appreciate you. Oh, thank you. And I appreciate all of your great work, too, Gail. This has really been my honor. Thank you for inviting me to your You are so welcome. Thank you again. And to our listeners, thank you for spending part of your day with us. Come on back again next week. We'll bring you inspiration from another incredible luminary. And until then, remember, it's only when you have the courage to step off the ledge that you'll realize you've had wings all along. We love you. We're here for you. We'll see you again tomorrow. And thanks again for stopping by.